Pickaxe. Hello my friend, my name's Sean and I want to end your suffering. No, not like that. With meditation in my new podcast, Mindfulness for Gamers. Each episode, I'll take you through how mindfulness can help you to feel less anxious and frustrated and put you on a path of happiness, all through the lovely, grimy lens of video games. So make time to level up your mental health and take the first step on your spiritual skill tree. Join me and subscribe to Mindfulness for Gamers right here, right now. Welcome to the comfort zone, where we dive deep into our brains and try and figure out what the hell is wrong. <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> Look through the little dream window into the soul. Into the, the soul. It's it's a mess in there. There's all sorts of stuff happening. Do you know what we forgot to say last time? I just realised. What? I am Bryony. Oh yeah. Hello, Bryony. Um, uh, I'm I'm Kirsty. Hi, nice to meet you. Hello, Kirsty. Hello, Bryony. It's nice to finally know each other's names. Yeah. I don't, who is this woman? <laughs> I've no idea. Well, the name's in the title, so if you didn't know by now, then true. And you got to pay more attention. I'm sorry. And you can just assign whichever name you think fits better. Yeah. Whichever voice in your head. Oh, I wonder if we suit each other's names more am i a bryony are you a kirsty well it's difficult for me because i think of you very much as a kirsty but that's because i like if i didn't know you would i would i would i know that reminds me actually i watched this video the other day Mm -hmm. um on the youtubes and there was stuff about it in there where people would like it was multiple choice and they would show a, a photograph of someone and a lot of the time people did look like their names and right. they um or like a lot of people would assign the same name to the same person. Huh, that's interesting. Um, and yeah, I I don't know if there's like a like if people have a weird disconnect if they feel like you don't suit your name, maybe they feel uncomfortable and they don't know why but in that video as well there was a whole section on dreams (gasps) which was (laughs) it was saying that apparently people born in a certain like time period where in their formative years they would have been watching like black and white tv and films they dream predominantly in black and white yeah Ah, okay so like your main way of absorbing stories and storytelling i guess influences how you are so i wonder like for us i guess it would probably be like video games i suppose yeah there's a lot of video game influence in my brain honestly what about like pre-television like would you dream in radio (laughs) would you dream in pages yeah the bible like a story book (laughs) like i wonder if I wonder if, like, very early people would have dreamt in, I don't know, like... Cave paintings. Cave paintings, yeah. <laughs> like, if it would have been all these, like, little, you know, stick figures running around throwing their little stick spears and stuff. I, I wonder if that was how they processed it. Maybe. We'll never know. I'm looking into this, so... Unless... Unless. We raised a child as a as a cave person and only showed them cave paintings and then when they grew up we asked them how they dreamt so i guess we could know it just wouldn't be it's probably a bit mean yeah i'm i'm just looking i've just had a quick google about like the earliest uh records of dreams but i haven't been able to find anything just yet i might have to have a, a little a little read before the next episode yeah do our our research yeah we'll do some research and we'll find out like records like because we've sort of talked about this before and how like you know in the past a dream might have been considered like witchcraft witchcraft or or psychic uh, premonition and stuff like that or like a a vision from an angel you know yeah there's a lot of that in greek mythology where they had a dream i went to the toilet (laughs) 
They want to, it's like typically if they want to, if the Greek gods want to send someone a message like Agamemnon or whoever, they'll just be like, ah, oh, just send it in a dream. Yeah. Can't be bothered to go and talk to them. They'll only just, talk back. Just, just email plop it, it their in brain. their brain. Yeah. <laughs> Demail. Save all that chit chat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, I wonder if there's any sort of record of people just having really mundane dreams, you know? Yeah, they're, they're probably, I bet there is some like, I don't know, some like, some bored king who insisted every day on having his dreams recorded or something. <laughs> <laughs> I bet there is. Yeah, maybe. This is something I'm going to have to look into. I'm going to leave it up on another window so I remember to, to research this. Tune in next week. Tune in next week. To hear the some... end of the conversation. <laughs> yeah. That's just the cliffhanger. <laughs> just sure just right at the beginning. Listening. That's how we keep people on their toes. We put the cliffhangers at the beginning. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> exactly. There's also a whole section here on, like, the function of dreams as well. Like, ah. Why the heck do we have them? Who knows? The heck? So we can make podcasts, of course. Exactly, exactly. It's We've content. It. It's all content, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to edit this Wikipedia article one sec. <laughs> no, because then other people will start a podcast oh, and no. we go out of business. That's true. That's true. Okay, it's our little secret. Nobody can know. <laughs> Just edit it to uh, with a quote from us and then a link to the podcast. <laughs> It's all content, baby. Kirsty, 2022. Go, go watch our podcast. <laughs> oh, dear. So, speaking of records of dreams. <laughs> yeah. We've I'm done nailing some of that. these. You're nailing so these, these segues, segues today. Incredible. <laughs> um, we have had an even. One dream each, apart from your sort of winning, because yours is like two minutes longer than mine. We've had big dreams. See, I I tend to just ramble. My dreams are just a mess, honestly. And uh, yeah, most of my recordings are just me going, um, uh, yeah, I think this happened, and then oh, oh wait, hang on, something else happened. Oh, big yawn. You know? <laughs> well, you say that, but. I mean, uh, last week's episode had quite the tangent. <laughs> <laughs> there may well be a tangent this time. I can't remember it for the life of me. Hopefully, I I've sent you the right one. Mine either. Like mine, the date on mine is literally the recording was yesterday, and I already and can't remember it. what it was. <laughs> but that's part of the reason I love doing this is because obviously the the biggest reason is because I get to talk to you, Ow. but also because I feel like. There is something very interesting about dreams and they do sort of just fizzle like you're trying to wash um, cotton candy. Yeah. Candy floss. Candy floss. Uh, if you your brain just melts the dreams. Just like melts it floss. away. Like your brain is just that little raccoon holding your candy floss dreams and watching them melt the, away. The raccoon but it's just is, like, ah. is us doing this podcast trying to grasp at our dreams. <laughs> trying to get them back. <laughs> trying to get them back. Now, where did they go? But now when we record them, instead we're like an otter holding a pebble oh my and God. smoothing it into a little podcast. pebble of knowledge and a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we're just floating in a sea of podcasts, holding hands so we don't float away from each other Aww. like little otters. Yeah. Cute. <laughs> well, whose well, dream do you want to listen to first? I don't mind. Should we do um, rock, paper, scissors? Uh, would we just have to say it out loud? Yes. Okay. So I'll say one, two, three, then on go you say the thing, okay? So okay. instead of go, it will be rock or something. Okay. Like okay. Ready? One, two, three, paper. paper. Oh. 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 <laughs> okay. One, two, three, scissors. Oh. Yay. Okay. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> okay. <laughs> they should do more of this on podcast. Yeah, they should. They should. It's thrilling. <laughs> I I meant to do that. I think I meant to go. Oh no, I did mean to. Yeah, 
my my rock paper scissors logic is always if you both say the same i bet they'll not they'll expect you to then change to the one that beat which is what i did i did did my own logic oh my god so i should have that's why you went okay now i I understand that you did you staying there um and it was like a long corridor and it had rooms like on each side and i think like part of it had like a a, 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 an area where people could like go into stasis almost for some reason but they went there and they basically turned their brains off um Ah, that's what it was. So, (laughs) it was because they were playing some sort of game on PS2 and PS1, and they needed needed a break. (laughs) But I think it was because whatever we were doing was using that console, and their consoles couldn't handle it, so, so yeah. So we're all in this corridor. Um, it's like a, a long sort of, almost like a hotel corridor. Um, and it has a num- number of doors on the sides. Um, and uh, towards the end, I think my one was 400. I can't remember what it was inside, but there was like a mystery. Um, so some detectives showed up and somebody had been killed and somehow we managed to go like almost back in time to see how this happened so well they went back in time they came back and they're like we're investigating a murder um and it turns out that there was some sort of meeting in one of the rooms. And we're watching the meeting. And there's like an empty seat where the murderer would have been. And we're like, well, clearly the person who was meant to sit there was the murderer. And there's another lady who's a bit weird. Um, and she's very confident. And she keeps trying to pin it on some other guy who's there who's like defending the the guy who's not in his seat um and then at one point we go outside there's like a balcony at the end of the corridor and we go out there and a guy shows up like a young guy with sort of longish hair and he sort of comes out and we're all looking for clues outside, like, looking at all, like, these rocks and stuff. And this guy with the long hair is there. But I think he's a bit sus. I'm like, I think this guy's the baddie. So I sort of manoeuvre myself back into the corridor. And I go to my sort of bed area. And I start to pack my stuff. I, I put my stuff in the bag, like, I've got, like... I don't know, schoolwork, I've got loads of amiibos for some reason for the Switch. So I pack all my amiibos. Um, what other stuff did I have? Um, I can't remember, but there was just lots of stuff. Basically everything that I was like, yeah, I, like, I want that. And probably if I don't come back here, 
I want that to, to go with me. So, I filled the bag with it. And I was like, oh, one sec, guys, I just want to, just need to pee. So I went to, like, a toilet that was there. But I wasn't peeing. Um, it was, like, a, also in this corridor, so I could see everyone there. But it had a, it was almost like a train toilet. So it had, like, a, key, a lock on the door, and I, you could slide the door over. And I was thinking, like, if this guy starts attacking everyone, I can lock the door and I can try and get out, like, the other way, sort of towards the, the balcony that's there. But then nothing happened, and he didn't. So... I left, like, the regular way, and I was trying to find my car, like, I was in this big building full of people, but then this guy is following me, and he's trying to make conversation, and I'm like, dude, stop following me, I need to go to my car, just leave me alone, and he keeps trying to follow me, and then (laughs) he... I, 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 it's very fragmented, but then he he had like a beeper, you know, like the little beepers that people put on used to put on their like belt, and he pretend he was like, oh, you know, this is so and so's beeper, and he was basically trying to convince me he was a good guy. He was like, how could I be bad if if I have this beeper? Um, and then nearby, Richard Attenborough looking sort of like a mix between Santa and himself in Jurassic Park, he drops a beeper, and he's like, oh, I dropped my beeper. And I'm like, hold on a second. Beeper? So I, I took the beeper that the, the bad guy's sort of trying to convince me is means he's good. And I went to Richard's beeper, it turns out they were supposed to be the same. And I'm like, Richard Attenborough, is this your beeper? Is this one an imposter? And he was like, oh, I can't remember. <laughs> and then at that point, the baddie, he, he realises he's been rumbled, so he runs off. So I try and go and find my car. And I don't remember anything after that. I guess I got out, and everybody died to the murderer, but I got out. And Richard Attenborough was fine too. Yeah. Wow. That's it. Bye bye. It's <laughs> <laughs> what a casual way to give the news <laughs> to the families. <laughs> I guess everybody died. Uh, I got out. Uh, Richard Adamber's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I barely remember anything from this tree. <laughs> I was like, where is this going? I don't remember anything. But then, yeah, I, I, I sort of started to recollect it. But, geez, that one's going to need some heavy editing. There's so much, like, pausing, and I'm like, what happened next? I don't know. But, <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I remember. One of the things that stuck out in this stream was collecting all of my belongings into a bag to get out. You love a I've, trinket dream, yeah. Don't you? That's what I was gonna say. I've had these dreams before, where like I think the last time I was in the locker room at work, and I had to get everything out of my locker, and I was like, "What can I take?" And there was like laptops and stuff. Whereas this time, yeah, I was next to a bed in this prison hotel place, and I was like, "I need to take all my stuff. I need my amiibos." So yeah, I always have trinkets that I need to collect, and I can never take all of them. That's like yeah. a recurring thing. Um. Yeah, so that was a, a thing, and I got out with my stuff, and Richard everyone Attenborough was died. there, and everyone died. Well, that's that's <laughs> if that's if that guy was in fact a murderer. I, by the sounds of it, I just assumed he was bad, and then you thought he was sus. I thought he was sus, and I was like, I'm out of here, bye, and I left. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't even raise an alarm or anything. I was just like, yeah, that guy. Don't like the look of him. I'm leaving. See you. So was it? There had already been a murder, and you suspected that was the murderer, and he was going to do more yes. murders. Mm-hmm. Okay. But the guy that was following me with the beeper was a different man. It wasn't the murderer with the long hair. It was just a different guy. And he was like, I'm a good guy. I have a beeper. Look at my beeper. It means I'm good. And I don't know how that would 
equate to him being good. But <laughs> turns out he wasn't because it was a fake beeper and it Richard Attenborough, in fact, had the real beeper. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so I, I, I don't know if um Richard Attenborough being there might have been like a reference to my dad <laughs> in a weird way because um one time we went camping as a family or caravanning or whatever and my dad had this hat and we kept joking that he looked like Richard Attenborough in Jurassic Park so we were, <laughs> we were just calling him Richard Attenborough the whole time and since then he's been in my phone as Richard Attenborough and it's just a picture of of Richard Attenborough as his <laughs> like <laughs> So when I need to call my dad, I just call Richard Attenborough. I guess maybe he has, like, Richard Attenborough has just sunk into your subconscious then. Yeah, he's just my dad. As, like, trustworthy uh, bloke. Yeah. Wouldn't lie about a pager. No, not at all. Not at all. He's a very trustworthy man. So I, that, that might have been that. But I don't recognise anyone else from that dream. Um... Nobody else really showed up who I knew. Because I know Richard Amber. We're good friends. Um, <laughs> May he rest in peace. Rest in peace. Yeah. But other than that, yeah. I, I, my brain. It's, it's, I don't know how to make any sense of it. What do you think? Well, I've looked up. I was curious about two things. So I've looked up both hotel and prison just because of that being like the setting being the mm -hmm. both of them and i was curious if there's any overlap in in the definitions yeah so we have prison to dream that you are in prison indicates that you are being censored in some area of your life you feel Ooh. that your creativity is being limited and that you are not allowed to express yourself interesting to see someone else in prison in your dream signifies an aspect of yourself that you are unable to express freely do you feel you're being stifled Oh, I don't think so. I, if anything, I'm the least stifled I've ever been. Oh, oh, I'm, I, free. I, I'm free. <laughs> I don't think I'm being stifled. Maybe it's more the hotel aspect. With that in mind, the hotel is to see a hotel in your dream signifies a new state of mind or a shift in personal identity. So ah. maybe you're less stifled than ever been. There we go. Is your hotel. I was stifled, <laughs> but now I'm not. Now I'm in my hotel. But there's a murderer in the hotel. <laughs> and I need to get out. <laughs> but it's okay because Richard Amber is here. He was fine. I don't think he's in uh, this particular set of definitions. Oh, that's a shame. <laughs> you think he'd be in a, in a dream diary somewhere, you know? If Richard Attenborough shows up in your dream... It means you're safe, as long as he has the right beeper. I wonder if there's anything on, like, oh, like trinkets or collections or something like that. Or trinket. Hmm. Dreaming about a trinket suggests that you are holding onto something or someone that you should let go. In oh, particular, no. if the trinket is made of glass, that indicates you are too concerned with trivial matters. Oh, what you are if... dwelling on little details and need to look at the large overall picture. Also consider any personal significance, shape or purpose of the trinket. Okay. So there was homework and there was amiibos. <laughs> <laughs> Is there anything about amiibos in your book? I don't think so. <laughs> Maybe we need a specific video game uh dream diary we we really interpretation we, maybe we could make that <laughs> merch idea write it down <laughs> if you dream of amiibos if you dream of tom nook <laughs> it means your rent's overdue <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i think a lot of the time when i have these trinket dreams it's either jewelry or technology um so it's been laptops before it's been amiibos it's been like handheld consoles stuff like that um and then obviously i've had jewelry dreams where it's been necklaces earrings bracelets etc um i don't really know what it could mean but 
they're like I guess I just have video games on the brain. It sort of goes back to what we were talking about earlier, like where, you know, we tend to have a lot of video game stuff in our dreams now. Yeah. Um, uh, when it comes to Amiibos, I gave my nephew a Pikachu Amiibo the other week uh, when he came around. So maybe that's that was something in the back of my brain. Because um, he, I, I, he, he really likes Pokemon. There's only two, but he likes Pokemon. And he knows Jeez. Pikachu, so I, I yeah. dug out my Pikachu amiibo and I gave it to him. I know that one. <laughs> and, and when I went around there, he still had it. He was just holding it while he was walking around. And I was like, oh my god, he hasn't lost it or anything. That's so cute. I mean, I wonder if it's to do with, as it said with trinkets, like it's signifying different aspects, you know, personal associations and stuff. I wonder if it is just like the sense of balancing different aspects of life and you know mm. instead of it being that you're trying to balance them uh in like a time management way or something your you know your time is a bag and you're trying to fit them all in yeah i wonder if it's something like that you need to pick the things to leave behind honestly that makes so much sense because i have been i feel like i've been so busy lately and trying to balance like visiting my family now my parents have moved away i need to make that more of an event i can't just nip around their house anymore because i have to drive like an hour and a half to get to them so i have to like yeah. set aside a day to go and see my family um so that's sort of one thing and then there's lots of streams that i have to sort of schedule like things that i'm doing with you things that i'm doing with other people um there have been events like i went to london the other day obviously twitchcom was recently so I think my brain's a bit scrambled at the minute and it has been a case of like trying to shove everything into this bag and get everything scheduled, you know? Yeah, because so. I guess the homework is is work and the Amiibo, like you say, could be family, family but also fun things as yeah. well. It's just trying to find that that balance. Mm -hmm. That's definitely been on my mind. So I think we, we might have cracked it. We, oh we my gosh! It. And the murderer and is just you got there. away from the murderer. <laughs> got away from the murderer, baby. Nice. I wonder if there is anything for murderer. Murderer. Let me have a look. Muscle mushroom. No, no murder. No, I just can't do the alphabet. Let me grab my book. I'll have a peek. Oh, oh, we found something. I found murder. Ooh, what does it say? So there's to dream you've committed a murder, to dream you've witnessed a murder, to dream that you are murdered. Oh, so it's oh. not really any of these. This is... What about criminal? Criminal. Criminal. Because you were not the murderer. Creeper, crime, criminal. To dream that you are a criminal. <laughs> it really wants to throw you under the bus. <laughs> oh no, maybe it was me all along. <laughs> no, there doesn't seem to be... I mean, maybe we can project this onto the person. To dream that you are a criminal indicates that you are looking for a shortcut in life. You are selling yourself short and underestimating your own potential. Alternatively, the dream means that you feel you're entitled to certain things. So maybe... Maybe there's someone else who you feel is doing those things and you've you've projected it onto them being the criminal instead of uh, instead of it being yourself. So is there someone who you feel uh, it is entitled or actually you probably, you probably don't want to just just name people entitled, that you think are bad. Like entitled <laughs> in a bad way, like they, they're entitled to. I guess it's difficult to read, isn't it? Because there's like entitled, if some, you know, it can be, it's like both positive and negative connotations, yeah. isn't it? If someone is entitled, but then if they're, you know, they acting entitled. Entitled or something they deserve, maybe. Like, yeah. I feel like, well, I think you deserve lots of recognition for all the work you do on the podcast. And I've told I'm you the that. criminal. So you're the murderer. <laughs> I do have long hair. You do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the long-haired criminal. Oh my god. Of your dreams. <laughs> uh, but alternatively, I wonder if because the fact that they were there made me like rush out the door with all of my trinkets, maybe they sort of represented like a time pressure, you know? Like True. I had to make these decisions and organize everything. Um 
you know, in a time period, and otherwise the murderer would kill me. Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah, that does make sense. Just having it as like, um, yeah, time, time yeah. sensitive matter. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, we got a lot more meaning out of that dream than I thought we would. Like that, that dream was such a mess. <laughs> <laughs> but we figured it out. Like a big dream spaghetti bolognese. Yeah, delicious. <laughs> Well, shall we listen to your dream? Yeah, I have no memory of what this is, and I've noticed that the date is literally yesterday, so... Right. I feel like it's going to come back to me. Yeah, it'll probably come back to you as you listen to it, right? Like, that's what happened with my one. Yeah, and I'm curious because I... I think I remember having a dream... Well, I'll say... I'll, let, let's hear what it is before I say what I think it is. Okay. <laughs> Otherwise, you might just hear it twice. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then. Let's okay, here we go. Three, two, one, go. I had a scary dream. It was like, it started off that Alex, me, and G were driving this, like, four by four into the woods. And then Alex was like, okay, I have to go and investigate something. So he just got out, and there was this massive like weird shaped monster like taller than the trees he was huge and he had like he looked like you know that picture where they tried to restore it and they gave it the really smudgy face yeah like a face like that so we were like okay okay we have to we have to get away and I was like I can't I can't really like drive us away she was like okay I'll try but then we were in like a painting so it was okay that we like flew up um it's like I suddenly was watching it in 2d and we were flying up into the sky but then somehow I ended up inside this cabin in the woods this little house and I was trying to hide in there and all of a sudden they had these like slow walking cowboy boots and this weird mismatched size cowboy guy walks in and it was at that point that I was like I'm quite scared so I realized it was a dream and I was like that means I can control things so I thought I can just pause this dream and I can get away so I waited until he slowly walked by the door and he was in the kitchen and I ran out and there was like the coffee table with a PlayStation controller on it. So I paused it. I was like, okay, get away now. So I went to the front door, but I couldn't open the front door because everything was paused. So I had to quickly unpause it to open the door and then pause it again. And in that time, the cowboy guy was just slowly turning around and looking at me. And he was like full on eye contact by the time I paused it again with the door open and I ran away but I ran into the city and it turned out that there was these monsters that were attacking at night but they were only attacking adults who were outside or something and in the city there was a big like class disparity so all the rich people were like safe indoors um, but they wouldn't let, even though there are all these empty buildings, they wouldn't let any homeless people hide in them. Like They had these special forces that would go around and kick people outside um, and they would just be at the uh, you know, mercy of these monsters. And I was like a, a man and I was with this, I like found this restaurant that had its door open, so I ran into that. And then this woman ran in with me and then two other adults ran in and the police came and grabbed them and in the tussle we managed to hide. And we stayed there for a while, but then I was like, we can't do this. We have to, I don't know why, for some reason I was 
So we have to go, we have to go do something. So we ran out. And that's when I saw the big monster again. Um, I was going through the bins, I think. But I don't remember why. There was some other storyline happening. But I... But I don't really remember what it was. Um, but yeah, scary. Woke up, was like, boo. The end. Bye bye. Boo. <laughs> boo. <laughs> oh, I love that when yeah. I have a scary dream and I'm talking about this like horrific cowboy man and he turns around instead of it being like I saw him and his face was covered in blood or he was holding a knife it was like he turned around and made eye contact and it was horrible (laughs) eye contact it was awful (laughs) oh my god (laughs) oh jeez god so I as soon as you said scary dream the first thing I thought was you've been playing the quarry and this is another one of those dreams that's influenced by spooky games. Wow, that's the strange thing. I hadn't played the quarry in a long time. This one sort of just popped out of nowhere. Because it was last night that I played, but it was the night before that that I had this dream. Ah, okay. So this was pre, pre-quarry. pre Yeah. So did you yeah i wonder did you see anything spooky or did you have anything spooky on your brain the only thing i can think of that i've only just put together now i heard my own description of the giant monster man was now i remember that his face was actually quite similar to there was (laughs) there was a, a tiktok i was watching the other day that Boba made of Ped, where he had a filter that gave him the face of a rat. <laughs> right? I think he had that face. I think oh my it, god! I think it was just a giant rat filter. Oh my god! But the man was massive; like he was literally above the treetops, huge. And then I, I just remember so well, like when G started driving the car. It was like it suddenly went like I was watching it happen on a painting and we were just flying off and the big man was just watching us fly away. Mm-hmm. But just by driving a car. And it, like, I I really don't know where a lot of this came from. The only thing I can think is that it is a cross between... Um, it was like a cross between... Uh, well, the second half of it was like a quiet place because of the monsters attacking and also... Um, a sut- uh, the Subtle Knife, the right. second book in his Dark Materials trilogy, because there are monsters in that that only attack adults. Ah, okay. But I've not watched or read or thought about either of those things for a long time, so I don't know if it is just a case of them, you know, maybe I was reminded of them in a way that I didn't actually register. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it just it felt like it came out of nowhere, this yeah. one a bit. That's so interesting. Have you been, like, would you say that this is a stress dream? Yeah, it was quite scary. Stressful. The only other thing I can think about is because I have recently... Recently? Recently? I am under investigation, not as a criminal, but um, I'm, you know, in a few weeks I'm going in for a cardiology appointment because Mm -hmm. I have an increased heart rate. And I'm wondering... Is it something as simple as I had my heart rate increase when I was sleeping and that naturally just put my body into a sense of, Panic. oh, something scary. So let's think about scary things now or, or something yeah. like that. Like, Do you do you know if you experience POTS when you're sleeping? That I don't know. But sometimes yeah. I do get it if I've just been lying down for a while. So yeah. I imagine I must be able, like, maybe it does just kick in. Or maybe it's one of those things that I move in my sleep and don't realize and that kicks it off. Because I was reading about it earlier and like people who suffer from the same condition, they say that like they'll be just sitting there and their heart rate is it sort of increases to the point where they would normally be like running to have that sort of heart rate. So I wonder if it happened while you're asleep, you know, your body sort of almost thinks that you're running. So you're having this dream where you're being chased kind of thing, you know? 
Yeah, it's like a chicken egg. Yeah. What came scenario. first? The, the, the running scary or the dream heart or rate? The, the heart rate. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Who could tell? Yeah, that's really interesting. I wonder if that's um, something to do with it. Yeah. And then you went through the bins. And then I went through the bins. I don't know where that came from. <laughs> I was just going through the bins. <laughs> Did you find anything good? I don't remember. I, I just remember that I was in... I had finally finally found like safety in this building and the police had gone and I was fine. And then I was like, right, I'm going to leave, go around the back of the building and go through the bins. And then I just saw the <laughs> massive monster. Oh my God. But you know I, what that I, is? I... Too much stardew. <laughs> That's my favorite thing to do. Go through the bins. Might find a nice baguette or something, you know, new pair Ooh, of shoes. Bin bread. That'd be good. Bin bread. <laughs> extra, bin bread. extra flavor. <laughs> extra protein. Mm. <laughs> I remember that I did feel so guilty, though, when those other two people got kicked out by the police just because they had come in in a like slightly later than us. And I yeah. did have that thing of like, I, I just felt the guilt of I should go and save them. But also there's nothing I can do because I'm in danger if I go after them. So mm-hmm. it was that sort of decision of like, do you like sometimes you just have to like a bad thing happens and there's nothing you can do I suppose but part of me wonders not to get too deep but part of me wonders if it is just I guess at the moment we're in a very strange like political climate yeah with uncertainty of what where the country's going really because we don't know who's going to be in charge and such so maybe mm-hmm. it is just that because I, I I guess every day there's stuff on the news about you know police and healthcare and and maybe it's just yeah, the whole like class disparity thing with like homeless people and that as well, like might have been yeah. influenced by that. So apparently, dreaming of police uh, reflects your thoughts and desire to assert authority, whether at work or in your personal life. Oh, so I had no uh, authority. Just, exactly. <laughs> well, in the dream you didn't, but maybe in real life, that's what you want. Maybe, maybe, maybe you're these these policemen wanting to. I'm the monster. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a criminal and a monster. Oh, no. <laughs> We're finding out so much about Bryony today. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. So it's like, what, do you remember what the monsters kind of looked like? Were they just big men? Well, the the big fella, he was just like... Do you know what I think? Part, I think... I think... <laughs> I think... I think he was actually quite similar to those AI things that people have been coming up with, uh, like the AI artwork where, you know, it's like, um, uh, obviously a lot of them are very different, but some of them, I've been looking at them recently and thinking how a lot of these AI generated pictures are quite similar in a way to sort of aphantasia. Because Mm -hmm. if you put like, you know, skeleton holding a sword into it and it comes up with this weird cobbled thing that you're vaguely understanding you know you see it at first glance and you're like oh yeah it's a skeleton but if you actually look none of the bones match up and yeah it doesn't actually have you know part of it is like the i don't know the pelvis is missing or something and that like when i see those it reminds me of me trying to recall what things look like and i get this vague like mismatch of Oh, like there's sort of bones around, and and I guess a sword vaguely looks like this, and so I wonder if because I've been thinking about that, it was just like a mismatch monster AI generated, yeah. <laughs> like weird tall shape monster, and the um the cowboy guy. I just remember that he was vaguely the shape of a man, but he had like like weirdly long thin legs, and then a big chunky arm, and he was just like all weirdly proportioned that if you looked at him you'd be like that's a man but if you looked any closer he was just this weird amalgamation of i don't know stuff mm-hmm. it was um yeah i wonder if it if it's that seeping into my yeah it sounds like brain. it might have been that's that's really cool that's that's really cool to think about i've just put um skeleton holding a sword into an ai generator <laughs> i i will send you my favorite one Oh. It actually looks pretty good. 
pretty good. But yeah, some of these generators, like I see what you mean, like with the whole Aphantasia thing, because I was I was using it to make D and D characters yesterday, and unless you put in really specific terms, the faces are always like blurred or a little bit like smudged and stuff. And yeah, yeah, it's or, very or they've dreamlike. Got the, they've got the features, but they're not quite in the right place, right. and that's how it feels if you're trying to like. Because obviously I can't like picture it, but if, I, if I'm ever trying to draw things, I will literally, like even if it's something as simple as a dog, I'll start drawing a dog and I'll be like, well, I know it has four legs, but I can't tell you where they bend or where this begins or how mm. long this should be or how, and like, they've got eyes, but I don't really know where they are on the face. <laughs> so I feel like maybe instead of it being an AI generated thing, it's actually just people with Aphantasia trying to remember pictures. <laughs> It's like draw a dog and you're like, uh, um, uh, it, uh, yeah, four, four of those, right? Yeah, okay, there we go. It might be an extra one, just in case. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I wonder if, um, I wonder if you were just a little bit stressed about something and you ended up being chased and then all these AIs started attacking you. <laughs> these AI generated yeah. men. <laughs> I did have a thing recently that has felt very strange to me in that because of this like strange disparity between what my heart rate thinks it should be and what i think it should be and what it is mm-hmm. um wait what my heart rate is and what i think it should be seems to be mismatched so a lot of the time i do feel like i'm stressed but i have nothing that i can actually think of that i'm stressed about i think it is just this thing where my body is going into like oh, we're stressed at the moment. I'm like, but why? And it's like, oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's for you to figure out. <laughs> just, just, you know, just, just be panicked just in case, you know? There's probably something out there to panic about. We're just getting prepared. a head start on the matter. <laughs> <laughs> so it could literally just be a stress dream about the idea of being stressed about something that I don't know. <laughs> it's a preemptive stress dream. Oh my yeah. god. Perfect. Jeez. It does sound pretty stressful though. Like, but were you safe in the end? You you were safely rooting for bins and everything was okay. I was literally just rooting to a bin whilst the massive monster was staring down at me and I was just like, well, I've <laughs> come this far. And yeah. then I woke up. But the strange thing for me was that I realized I was in a dream and I interacted with things. That ah, I don't that's like cool. a very rare thing for me the fact that i got so scared that i was like i can just stop this it's a dream i'll just pause it but instead of it being like i don't like this i realize i'm in a dream maybe i'll think about puppies now i was like no i'll just pause it and get out the house (laughs) i don't want to meddle too much (laughs) it's like you're sort of on the verge of like lucid dreaming but not quite yeah that's cool though, the fact that you had a PlayStation controller there and you could pause everything. Like like the movie Click. <laughs> Instead of a TV controller, you just had a PlayStation remote running around with it. Yeah. And then I couldn't get the door open because I was like, oh, pause the door oh, the now. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> just unpause and tell the monster, you stay there. Don't don't you come near me. I just need to open this door. <laughs> oh dear. What a weird dream. Yeah. Did you ever get anything out of the bin? Or is that where the dream ended? I don't think I did. I'm sorry, I'm just I'm just entranced by the bins. That's my favourite part. <laughs> tell me more about the bins. Just tell me everything about the bins. That's all I want to know. They were proper trash cans. I remember that. Like, the sort that we don't really get in the UK. I imagine them. You know, like Oscar the Grouch. Like a proper oh, trash yeah, can. yeah, like a proper bin. Nice. We just get wheelie bins here, really, don't yeah, we? we? Do. They're rubbish. Yeah. Boring. That's what they're for. <laughs> Jokes full of rubbish. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I remember them being like proper proper trash cans and they were like covered in they they were like, you know, overflowing and stuff. Mm -hmm. It might be because the other day I went to get an ice cream and I walked past some bins that were really full and the lid was open and there was a seagull stood in the bin and oh he was just God. there like, sup? And I was like, oh, look at you. I remember thinking when I saw that seagull, he knows what he wants. <laughs> 
he just looked so confident <laughs> stood in that bin. And I was just, I, I sort of admired him in a way, just like, yeah, you, you get that trash. You I do love it. The seagull made such an impression on you. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe it was that. Maybe I was just, you know, I wanted, I wanted, wanted the confidence like of that seagull. You're like, you know what? Monsters chasing me? I don't care. I want to look in this bin and be as confident as that seagull. (laughs) (laughs) There's trash in here and I want it. One man's trash is another man's trash is another man's trash. (laughs) (laughs) Eventually the trash will be my trash. Oh dear. Well, there we go. There we go. (laughs) Jeez. We got away from a murder and we rooted through the bins. Yeah. All another, in a day's another work. Another telling episode of Compass. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever will we do next? Find out next time. <laughs> oh, dear. Well... Thank you, Kirsty, for a lovely chat. It's been Thank very therapeutic you, today. It has. It's, this is the, the good thing, right? Other than, you know, the best thing is being able to just chat with you. But the next best thing is that this is basically therapy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so thanks. Thank you. Hell yeah. Right. And one thing people will notice oh. that we should have said at the beginning mm-hmm. is... What is this? A comfort zone. <gasps> Only a week after the previous comfort zone. Oh my god. That I just had. Well, what's happening? Where did the week of my life go? <laughs> Surprise! Well, fear not, citizen. <laughs> You've not gone mad. We we really are just doing this weekly now. So um. We love it so much that we're doing it twice as much. Twice as comforting. Ah. Ah. Hopefully we don't run out of dreams. True. We're going to start having stress dreams about not having enough dreams. Oh my god. And now you've said it. (laughs) Oh no. (laughs) Well, that's a problem for future Kirsty and Bryony. Yeah, I've still got plenty of dream trash to root through. (laughs) I can't wait. I can't wait to hear about your bin adventures. (laughs) Okay. Until well, next week. Thank you so much, everybody. Thank you, Bryony. Thank you, Kirsty. Bye bye for now. Bye bye for now. Bye bye.